Warning, this podcast involves discussions of a spooky and graphic nature not suitable for children or the faint of heart. Strong language and mature content is present. Listener discretion is advised. You have been warned. And welcome back to a magical episode of Three Spooked Girls. It is I, one of your co-hosts, Jessica. And as always, I'm joined by one of my favorite ghoul friends, Tara. Hey, Spooksters. And this week, we are talking about a topic that was mentioned to us by one of our listeners. Mm -hmm. We are going to be talking about fairies. 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 Since we're in 2020 now, we decided with paranormal stuff, we're going to be sprinkling in kind of mythical creature people thingies every so often. So this is your first taste of that. Yes, yes. What are you drinking, Tara? Shit, I forgot to get my wine. Um, I <laughs> I literally have wine. <laughs> I am drinking just H2O because uh, it is... After New Year's Day, I don't even know what fucking day it is, but it's just like a repeating Monday at this point, but it's not a Monday. Yes. So I'm just drinking H2O. I'm sorry. I literally have wine on my counter, a new bottle, and it's just, it's over there. It's it's over there. It's fine. We're here. (laughs) Hi, bottle of wine. Oh my gosh. I will tell you, yes, today is Thursday, January 2nd, so happy New Year, spooksters. However... In, like, my life, this is literally, like, the Caddyshack of Mondays, like, because I started back to work today, Mm -hmm. and if it could have gone wrong, it went wrong, and I'm like, I don't want to go back to work anymore. (laughs) Couldn't we just wait until Monday so I could have just been miserable on a Monday? Bringing down Thursdays, but it's okay. This week, I am not drinking water because I am taking a moment away from water. I'm just kidding. I'm not taking a moment away from water. I just don't have any water. I'm drinking the cranberry ginger ale from Canada Dry because at my Costco, they have the 24 packs for $5. Hooray. And this week, our favorite Miss Kate Bell. Her name is not Bell. Her last name is not Bell, is it? Kate the Bell Witch. I don't know why I was (laughs) like, her her name is Kate Bell and she's stylish and carries... That's matching purses and shoes. I don't know what the fuck is wrong with me. It's (laughs) Thursday the 2nd. If you're new here, I apologize. I'm not generally this crazy. I don't know. And every regular listener like who's listened to more than two episodes is like, you fucking liar, Jessica. You are crazy. Sorry. (laughs) It's fine. What is our drink from the Bell Witch? So the Bell Witch picked fairy dust. And you just need honey vodka, triple sec, and cider. As per use, you can find the recipe on the post manana. So check that out. And it's on all our social medias, which can be found in the very fun link tree below. Tara is amazing and has created a beautiful link tree. And it just puts everywhere you need to find us or want to find us. We're there. 
We are on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Our handle is Three Spooked Girls. If you want to be part of our Facebook group, we are Three Spooked Girls Official. Official, yes. Official. And you can go in there. <laughs> And hang out with us. Tara and I are constantly in there because it pops. I love technology. It pops straight into your hand these days. So, you know, mm-hmm. it's we are just to be very cheesy, like one post away. Tara is cringing, guys. Like she's like, stop it. <laughs> like she's giving me the face. Like <laughs> if there was a hook, I'd pull it. Like you got to yeah. get your shit together is what she's saying to me. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> So if you love this hot mess, we have a Patreon as well. You can support the show for as little as a dollar. You get bonus content. We put out episodes each and every month for our Spookster Club. Higher tiers get video content, bloopers, and swag. That's in that handy dandy link tree as well for you. All the proceeds go back into the show for giveaways and such. And we also donate 10% of our proceeds over to the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children each and every month. Yes, that organization is both near and dear to our hearts because we really feel passionate about helping solve cases. I mean, we haven't dug our hands deep into that, like personally, but I mean, that's something that I think we both have talked about in our lives. Mm -hmm. And that's why we do stabby snippets on Thursdays. Because we want to talk about cases that could actually lead to people being found. Yes, yes. We're going to take a quick promo break and we will be back in just a minute. Hello, friends. We are the Ladies of Strange. I'm Ashley. I'm Tiffany. And I'm Rebecca. Have you ever wondered if Jenny's head really did fall off when they removed the green ribbon? Or if aliens are hiding in the tales of comets waiting to take us away? Or if there's any scientific basis to the Ouija board? Well, then don't risk your search history and join us each Thursday as we discuss the history, mystery, and theory of all things questionable, odd, and eerie. New episodes are released every Thursday. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. More information about the show, including show notes and links to our social media, can be found on our website, theladiesestrange.com. Keep it strange, lovelies. Welcome back from that little promo break. I'm going to hit you with some history and some stuff about some good fairies out there. Mm. Or light fairies, whichever you want to call that. Light fairies, yes. Mm -hmm. (laughs) The one thing I thought was interesting is that in the folklore of fairies, there isn't like one story that people can go, that's where it started. It's so just kind of grown with like humanity and throughout the eons that it's in almost like every culture there's something Mm -hmm. which i thought was cool and fascinating so kind of the origin is more of a collection of stories or like it has that melting pot effect where like a lot of american folklore is the bleeding together of different cultures I found some of them very fascinating and some of them I was like, that's really fucked up. (laughs) 
I found this out in my research. There's kind of a collection of these legends. It's the motif of legends. And it's a six-volume set. And it kind of categorizes all of these different legends. And fairies are very heavily talked about in there. And it was composed by the American folklorist Stith Thompson. And the first edition came out in 1932. Like took him from like 1932 to 1936 to write it, which I didn't know being a folklorist was a job. I mean, that kind of sounds like a fun job to me. That's what I was like. I was like, I want to talk about these type of things. In the motif, it talks about how fairies, really the big thing that came out of this, out of his writing, was that the fairies needed, you needed protection charms to like ward them off. And remember the protection charms, because I'm going to talk about them in a little bit and why like cold iron or kind of that hard iron is like something that protects. I'll talk about that in a little bit. But if we want to talk about the like where the word fairy or how we know it comes from. So it derives from the old French fairy, which basically is like derived from the old French romance term of fae, which meant woman skilled with magic. She's a witch or a fairy, you know, one of the two. (laughs) Fairies pop up all over, but this is the kind of path that I found. So the term fairy, as we know it, describes a specific type of magical creature, but it used to kind of describe any kind of magical creature. It was kind of like, oh, you have magic, well, or you're enchanted, so you are fairy. And that used to pop up in literature a lot, especially during like the French Renaissance or the Renaissance era. Like someone would be called like, oh, that's the fairy knight or the fairy queen. Mm-hmm. And it really wasn't like an insult, as some of you might be like, well, that's rude. They mean it like, oh, that person isn't like she's enchanting or that knight is enchanting, which It's cool because I'd heard that term before and I was like, wow, that was kind of um, a derogative thing to say about a person Mm -hmm. because of the way that it is in American culture to call someone that term. Mm -hmm. But learning that it is not and that it means that you're enchanting. So, Mm. yeah. And like I said, it used to be every magical kind of creature that was humanoid-esque was fairy. But because of English folklore, it kind of narrowed down to talk about just how we now know as fairies. They're physically described of having a human or humanoid appearance. They typically have magical powers. Most of them do. I don't know very many fairies stories that the fairy doesn't have any magic powers. Right. They could be either teeny tiny like Tinkerbell or they could be like child size. Hmm. Okay. And that's kind of weird because like in True Blood, the fairies are like adult size. Yeah. Yeah. There are some other cultures that this kind of comes from. Ireland is a big one. And I'm going to say this wrong because I do not, I don't speak it well. I apologize now. It's as a seed. I apologize now. Just, just at me and tell me I'm a horrible, like Irish person. I'm sorry. We just need like an Irish BFF because this always happens. (laughs) I do. It's always, yeah. And it means little folk. Mm. In the Scandinavian culture, They talk about fairies and it kind of translates down more into like modern day elves, which kind of makes sense because like I picture like Scandinavian countries with like reindeers 
and Santa, because <laughs> Santa really came from like Scandinavian culture. So I'm like, oh, it makes sense that they're fairies or elves because follow the story. Mm-hmm. There are many different kind of like theories of where, like historically, where fairies come from. Mm-hmm. It's the unworthy dead which that's kind of self-explanatory. The Children of Eve, which I'm not going to talk about, but Tara's going to talk about. During the Celtic, Germanic, Greco-Roman era, and side note, when I was little, there not little, when I was in high school, there was this kid in my class who would always say it, the Gecko <laughs> Roman Empire, and it used to drive me fucking insane. I'd be like, you know there's an R in that word, right? He's like, yeah, Roman. And I'd be like, okay, fuck you. You're a motherfucking idiot. And I get that we were like freshmen in high school, but like it was clearly written. I'm like, Greco, <laughs> Greco. It's okay. It's okay. And one of the other kind of characteristics or theories that the folklorists have is that the fairies are part of like the elements. It's either that they're like born from nature or they are the distant, or they're humanoid because they used to be human, like their race used to be part human, part angel, if that makes sense. When a human and an angel have a baby, it makes a fairy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. These element fairies are magical entities who personify a particular force in nature and then have powers to control them. And the best representation I could find that was so clear and cut are the Disney fairies. <laughs> true, true. They literally are. So they have several different fairies on there. And I'm going to talk about five of them. Tinkerbell is not one of them because I don't really know what Tinkerbell's like actual personification is because I have not watched the movies. Have you? Mm, no, not really. I mean, your little one doesn't really seem to go the fairy route, more the lightsaber route. Yeah, like she watched them when she was probably two, but you know, I was just probably sitting there or doing homework or something. <laughs> You're like anything else. Yeah. Anything else. Yeah. <laughs> and they, I don't know. I might watch one to see if they are bad. I, I'll let you know if I do. But there are five ones that I saw that clearly are defined like their name makes me think like, oh, this would be it. So the first one is Iridessa, which when I was doing my stuff about good fairies or light fairies, Iridessa just kept popping up. I was like, where are you coming from, sweetie? Like, stay. And obviously her fairy power is light. There's Fawn. She has animal talent, which I was like, what does that mean? There's Rosetta, who is the garden fairy. There's Silver Mist, who is over water. And then my favorite one I found is Periwinkle, which is the frost fairy. And I was like, I have questions about whether Silver Mist can control Periwinkle's powers because snow is frozen water. Oh, that's a good question. I don't know. So, Disney, I need answers. Yes. I guess we'll have to watch the movies and find out. Listeners, if you have children who and you've watched this and you don't want me to have to, you could tell me. It'd be fine. Let us know. Let us know. I'd appreciate it. Another form of fairies in the Irish culture. It's the spirit of the dead. And I thought this one was particularly funny because one of the stories that come along with this is that it's said to see that if you were to stare at a fairy, they would take the form of someone you knew, like who had passed on. And one man said he kept staring at a fairy and it kept turning into his neighbor. 
and it terrified him. And I was like, what did you do to your neighbor that you'd be terrified? He killed him. Bad person. Another theory on what fairies are, are demoted pagan deities. Because you know how the church came in and changed everything in cultures. We've established this. So in a lot of cultures, there were like deities like, you know, like Zeus and Hercules and all of these like, I don't know why Hercules popped in my head. He was like a demigod. Excuse me for that. Uh, But, (laughs) you know, you have all these like big names. And then there were like lower level deities that were like tree spirits and nymphs and woodland elves and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Well, when the church came in, they killed it or at least tried to. So what they did is during the Victorian era, they repurposed those fairies like it was a damn DIY project and just made them folklore and took away these people's belief system and said, it's okay. You can still kind of believe in them, but you're not going to worship them. You're just going to believe that they're a myth. Hmm. Wow. Yay, church. No offense to anybody who goes. <laughs> no no offense to anyone who goes. <laughs> I was raised in the church. I just think it's really interesting when the, like, the cultural assimilation, like how we go in and like go, you will be us. Because mm-hmm. like if you really look at the story of Christmas, like Christmas is... They believe Jesus was actually born in March mm-hmm. or the springtime. Mm-hmm. But like we celebrate at Christmas because we didn't want pagans to like totally revolt against us. Pagans, I say with like quotation marks, not actually that you're a pagan, but like the way they viewed pagans, I should say. Mm-hmm. Anyway, tangent over. One of my favorite adaptations of these good, but sometimes trick, tricksy fairies would be the Will of the Wisps, which if you've watched the movie Brave, it's the floating blue little orby thingies you follow. Oh, okay. Because it's like the wisp means bundle of stick that's on fire. So like a little torch. Mm-hmm. And then it's like the will is like you follow, like you go with or do what it says. So you follow it. Oh. So like in the movie Brave, another Disney reference, because Disney loves fairies. I was just going to say they definitely do. Because hold on, I'm going to talk about fairies and pop culture in a minute. And you guys are going to be like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so in, like in the movie Brave, Merida's like, my life is over. No one will let me be myself. And she runs to Stonehenge or or whatever. And, <laughs> and like, you know, she sees the blue floating things and follows it. And it changes her destiny. That's not Scottish. And I apologize right now to anyone who's Scottish. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> there are other examples of what people try to say are the wisps. So like, you know, in Texas, they have those like floating orb lights, which I thought was also funny because it's a reference in cars. Like there's like a little short mm. with Mater. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was like, oh, Disney is all about the fairies. In pop culture, there is a lot about fairies. Especially in Disney. There is Sleeping Beauty, Peter Pan, the Disney fairies. Obviously, I just pulled a Cars reference out of my butt. Not out of my butt. It's literally a, sh- a short. It's funny. You should watch it. Brave. There's there's a lot of adaptations of fairies in Disney. There's also in not so much, or I shouldn't say contemporary pop culture, but Midsummer Night's Dream, William Shakespeare had King Oberyn that came from that time where people believed fairies were evil and were afraid of church bells, that kind of thing. True Blood, there was that fun twist where we learned that Suki <laughs> was a fairy, <laughs> which I thought was a very interesting, like, I never read the books, 
one of my friends read the books and she's like, no, she knows she's fairy the whole time. And I'm like, that's bullshit. <laughs> we had to wait until like season God, whatever. Yeah, right. When it was convenient for the storyline. You didn't read the and I still haven't read the books. So me either. Uh, apparently in Supernatural, they do talk about fairies. Here is the biggest secret of my life. I've never watched Supernatural. Here's secret of my life. I've tried to watch that show like 10 times and I can only get to like season two. I don't know what happens. I don't know what happens. <laughs> right. I'm like, I'm going to watch it. Mm-hmm. And then like Netflix tells me there's a new episode of, or a new season of a Shit's Creek on. And I'm like, moving on. Right. Right. I don't know. It just it happens. It happens. Totally. If we should give Supernatural a chance, let us know. <laughs> yes. And let me know why. Besides the fact that the two guys in it are very cute. Yeah. Yeah. And there's like 12 seasons or 15 million. <laughs> oh, God. That's a lot of binging. Yeah. I didn't think about this, but fairly odd parents. Those are fairies who are godparents that are odd. And then when I was writing it, I was like singing the song in my head because like it's going through your head right now, isn't it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> in the show Magicians, I don't know if you've seen that show, they kind of talk about a, like a, a land and there's fairies in there. I like the movie or the show Magicians. It's like a slow watch, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like I can only watch like one episode at a time mm-hmm. or five. I don't know. It depends. <laughs> My brother turned me on to it, voted. In Cinderella, there's the fairy godmother. Of course. Right. There's the tooth fairy. Yes. The myth or the horribly cheesy movie with Dwayne Johnson in it. The Rock. Yes. The Rock. <laughs> and then I think they made a sequel. And I don't know. This might be one of those things where it's like Jessica thinks she saw something, but probably dreamed it. I think you dreamed it. I think so. I hope not. Because if I'm thinking this, it's like I'm thinking Larry the Cable Guy is in it. Oh, God. This is the episode where Jessica Google shit. Oh, there's a scary tooth fairy. Yeah, darkness falls. Oh, no, I'm not wrong. There is a two, and it's Larry the Cable Guy. Oh, Lord. Okay. I don't know what that's about, but um, no, just a solid no, because the first one was cheesy. I mean, the first one had Julie Andrews, so you know that part of me was like, yay, Julie Andrews, but then the other part was like, this movie's weird. <laughs> yeah. I'm really sorry, but like, I wouldn't date him. No. He was a douche. And yes, he turned it around, but whatever. Yeah. So there's a subcategory of fairy art, which is tattoos. I see a lot of fairies in tattoos. Mm -hmm. Typically, they're like with wings and they have like butterflies or mushrooms or flowers around them, that kind of stuff. Yeah. And then before I hand it over to you, since my topic was on like light or good fairies, and really that doesn't seem like to interest the internet very much. <laughs> I did find some interesting facts about three good fairies that we should all know and love. That would be Flora, Fauna, and Meriwether from Sleeping Beauty. Okay. They're also tied to the elements, if you think about it, because Flora is red. So here are my five facts that you probably knew about these anyways. Fact number one is that Flora wore, wore red, Fauna wore green, and Meriwether wore blue, which meant that they were connected to the elements. Number two is their magical abilities did not come from within themselves. It came from their wand. They were tiny Harry Potters. <laughs> number three, in the Disney version, there were only three fairies, 
like I talked about. But in the original story, there's actually seven. Oh, wow. Yes. Hmm. And that's why Maleficent is actually pissed off. (laughs) It's because she didn't get freaking invited and there were seven other fucking fairies there. Like, it's not like these three were the special fairies. And like, because I remember as a kid watching that movie being like, well, they invited them because they know them. Mm-hmm. Like, what's your problem, Maleficent? Like, Jesus. No, it makes more sense. It's like, no, they invited fucking everyone but her. Yeah. Fact number four is the original Disney movie, The Three Good Fairies Raise Aurora or Briar Rose away from Maleficent. But in the adaptation with Angelina Jolie of Maleficent, Maleficent knew where she was the whole time. So that's kind of a little difference. Mm-hmm. And number five is that the three good fairies are not just in, I would say, Sleeping Beauty. Those three characters of Flora, Fauna, and Meriwether can be found in the original film, the stage adaptation, Disney Princess Enchanted Tales, Follow Your Dreams, Sophia the First, which apparently is a TV show, Maleficent, but their names are not Maleficent, or their names are not, their names are not Maleficent. Mm-hmm. Um, their names are not Flora, Fauna, and Meriwether in Maleficent. They are Knotgrass, Flittle, and Fistwit. So I'm going to rewatch that movie so that I know. And then they're also in The Descendants 2, hmm. which I have seen but did not pay attention to them in that movie. So that is all I have in talking about the good or light fairies. And I'm going to hand it over for Tara to talk about the darker side of fairies, which seemed to be the more interesting or what the internet decided was more interesting. Yeah. So I chose the dark side when we decided we were going to do this. And I've got an interesting collection of creatures here. So fairies, as we've kind of learned from Jessica, they're not just the typical little cute creatures that are in Disney movies. They began as other things, too, and morphed from there. But on the dark side, they also were ghouls, goblins, demons, and other monsters. And I went and picked a few different versions and what they like to do. So in Scottish folklore, they have what are called quartz, or really what are essentially two classifications, the two sides being seely and unseely. The seely is the good and the light side, and basically everything Jessica described earlier, and the unseely is the bad side. So these ones, they are said to frown upon humans. They don't like them. (laughs) They're associated with winter in terms of the whole element situation. This is also their time of year that they have free reign. Winter solstice in the fall months is when they're also the strongest. Their characteristics go right along with this wintry theme as well. They're described as sensible, chilled, dark, baleful, unholy, and unblessed. And they're just pretty much the epitome of winter. So dark, creepy, all of that shit. And they mainly appear at night, and typically what they like to do is attack travelers, and they'll either do this physically, emotionally, or mentally, which is also described as spiritually. Basically, whatever they decide is the person's weak point. And then they also pick ignorant people as their targets. So stupid people. But, you know, they see humans as like, meh. So, you know, probably... Any human that passes by, from my understanding. Got it. 
And Jessica brought up Scandinavian folklore earlier. So like she said, those fairies derived from elves and these were considered the unworthy dead children of Eve. So according to that folklore, in their minds, this made them a specific species of independent humans, basically a older hybrid, if you will, of humans and fallen angels. And fallen angels are demons, so not good either. And then this just kind of starts snowballing from here as we go along. So in the 1600s, King James had written a dissertation called Demonology, of course, and went on about how fairies were, in fact, demonic entities. And it's like this whole fucking thing. So eventually, this would get people into the idea that fairies were actually demoted angels. This idea was based around angels who revolted against God, and when they had done so, he shut the gates to heaven. And basically, this was kind of like a crapshoot at this point. So the ones who were still in heaven stayed angels. The ones who were in hell during this were now demons. And the ones who were in the in-between, so I guess Earth or Purgatory or who the fuck knows where, the, the wherever. Those were the fairies. So basically, if you miss curfew. Yes. Got it. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, fuck, I was an angel and I was in heaven, but then I took too long and now I'm not. Sucks. Right? (laughs) And now I'm here. (laughs) Now I'm here. And like I said, the 17th century was just kind of that. And like you said, too, just that kind of turn for when they were just like, fairies are evil, fairies are demons, blah, blah, blah. And the poor hobgoblin fell victim to this. I know. I'm so sad for the hobgoblin. He sounded so fun. Yeah. Originally, my vibe with the hobgoblin is similar to the Yule Lad. Mm -hmm. Honestly, like something very mischievous and things like that. But now after people got their hands on it. He is now this type of creature, something that is something that should be more feared, supposedly. When I came across that, I was like, wait a second. He's supposed to be like a friendly little house spirit. And now the church is like, "Mm -mm, we're Puritans and like you can't be demonic or a spirit. So now you're just can't be a friendly spirit. There's no Casper. So now you're going to just go and be a demon. I was very pissed. It's like poor hobgoblin. Right. But yeah, like even still, it's it's funny that it got turned that way because if you look up stuff, I'm not into D&D, but this is like a D&D type of character. And I'm sure anybody who's into that and listening to this is probably like kind of laughing at me or us, whatever, but it's fine. And if I'm totally off base, that's fine. But it's like what I read about this, this thing doesn't seem super, super terrifying. So I'm just Mm kind of like that whole power of influence of what they did is just kind of crazy, you know? Right. I mean, if just looking at it from purely like a sociological standpoint Mm -hmm. or a anthropological standpoint, it's like before Puritism really hit, the world was much more of like open minded and broad and Puritism hit and like we literally like bottlenecked like hourglassed it. We were like, nope, like singular thought. And now we've gone the other way. Mm hmm. But with that said, there are some fairy and fairy-like creatures that are a bit on the darker side that do pull some stuff that is a bit worse than the pranks that the hobgoblin pulls. So we're going to kind of get into those guys now. 
So one of the common things that these dark creatures do is drowning. There's a type of water fairy from Ireland, I believe, or yeah, I believe it's Irish. The name, I even looked it up because you can almost Google how to pronounce anything on YouTube, but uh, not this. So Drake, we're going to go with that. It's D-R-A-C-A-E, but the A and the E are connected. So I think it's, it's like Celtic. Anyway, those guys, they like to lure women and also children into the water. And they do so by floating past them in the shape of gold rings or gold cups. So basically, I'm assuming they act also as shapeshifters to trick them. Rude. Mm-hmm. And like I said, they usually drown them, but sometimes they like to kidnap them instead, which is a kind of a common theme with the dark fairies. Just taking babies. It's fine. Just taking people, taking babies. Taking bitches, taking babies. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be, if we could curse in our titles, that would be like, taking bitches, taking babies. <laughs> So another type of fairy that partakes in the drowning is the Kelpie, which is a horse-shaped fairy that lures people to take a ride on their back, but drowns them along the way. It's in Fantastic Beasts, Mm -hmm. but doesn't drown him. Like I said just a minute ago, with kidnapping being a popular thing, some like to take women to make as their, quote, brides. Aww. And uh, in most folklore stories, this is not a happily ever after kind of bride. So I will let you figure that one out. Along those lines, though, there is the fairy mistress. It is said that if a man refuses her love, he becomes her slave. But if they accept, then they are just trapped until she's over them and decides to replace them. And I kind of have the feeling this could vary from like a sex slave thing to a like just slave thing or maybe both. I don't know. I was just like, okay, that's enough of that. But there's also a male version of this and his MO is a bit more simple puke. He seduces milkmaids and the like and then ruins their reputation. Oh, so he's a cad. Yeah, so he's a douche. To gear away from that. There's fairies that likes to steal new mothers, just like new as in just gave birth, fresh on the same bed that they gave birth in, and have them act as nursemaids. The fairies are very smart with this, though. They don't just leave in empty beds for the families that they're leaving behind to be like, where the fuck did Martha go? No, they'll leave a doppelganger in their place, and not just any doppelganger, they'll leave a dead doppelganger. To think that the lady died. (laughs) So that they wouldn't go look for her. Yes. Oh. But there's more. They won't keep her forever. No. Once they're done using her, they'll return her home. And according to the folklore, if the poor husband has remarried because, you know, he thought his wife has died, they're expected to divorce wife number two or whatever. And go back with wife number one? I guess so. Can you imagine that? Your spouse, your wife just gives birth and then you're like, look at my little baby. Isn't it cute? And you turn around and there's your dead wife. And then you're like mourning the loss of your wife. And then all of a sudden one day she just fucking walks back through the door and is like, hey, was the doppelganger? What? I was with the fairies. Motherfucker, you remarried? <laughs> <laughs> fucking remarried on me? Like that? that's just like, this is what people used to do before there were soap operas. Right. Oh, oh, but don't worry. I got one more thing for you for this. Don't worry. 
don't worry. I'm excited. They're not totally inhumane. It's also noted that they will let the kidnapped mothers return home in secret each night to nurse their babies. Okay. Yeah, I don't know how I feel about that. <laughs> so there's that one for you. <laughs> but I'm going to end you with my my fave, my ultimate favorite one. Stealing babies is, is the theme. And, uh, you know, one of my favorite movies is The Labyrinth. Yes. Yes, I love that movie. That made me think about this the whole goddamn time. Anyway, love that movie. But this kind of made me think about it a little bit. So on the topic of stealing babies, there's fairies who also do the whole switcheroo thing as well, but they don't leave a dead lookalike. They'll leave an alive replacement. They'll leave a changeling in the human baby's place which a changeling is an elder elf from my understanding who could look like a baby or the baby it replaces and essentially kind of mimic the behavior. I don't know. I just saw some creepy drawings. It's actually kind of funny. And changelings actually come up in tons of stories. One of them is Brothers Grimm. If you go to the sources, you can see the creepy picture that I was laughing at. And I pulled a quote here for you that kind of explains how you get rid of a changeling. So here you go. A mother had her child taken from the cradle by elves. In its place, they laid a changeling with a thick head and staring eyes who would do nothing but eat and drink. In distress, she went to a neighbor and asked for advice. The neighbor told her to carry the changeling into the kitchen, set it on the hearth, make a fire, and boil water in two eggshells. That should make the changeling laugh, and if he laughs, it will be all over with him. The woman did everything as her neighbor said. When she placed the eggshells filled with water over the fire, the changeling said, Now I am as old as the wester wood, but I have never seen anyone cooking in shells. And he began to laugh about it. When he laughed, a band of little elves suddenly appeared. They brought the rightful child, set it on the hearth, and took the changeling away. In folklore, supernatural creatures are often susceptible to trickery as humans. While other variations say, if you threaten to roast them over a fire, they'll admit that they're a changeling. So honestly, like, I just thought that was fucking funny. I don't know why. That is. But I'm just like, (laughs) (laughs) I just thought that was fucking hilarious. (laughs) Like, and if you look at the picture, it's just like this bald head with these like pointy ears and these big, big eyes. So it's just like, that does not look like a baby. I get it's trying to look like a baby, but this does not look like a baby. (laughs) (laughs) I also like that you can do one of two things. You can either do a very elaborate, like, let me boil some water in two eggshells. And that's going to make the thing laugh. Or my personal favorite, let me just hold the little fucker over the fire. Let me say I'm going to cook him. No big deal. Well, I mean, I guess it makes sense because like, what if you weren't sure? True. You don't want to cook your baby. No, very true. Very true. So, yeah, that's uh, that was the journey I went on. Of the dark fairy. So there is one thing I forgot to mention or classification, which I want to talk about Mm -hmm. is the prehistoric race or the hidden people. So this is like way back when this is pretty much in a lot of the folklore out there. And I mentioned earlier that in the um, the characteristics that was in the motif of the legends, how you needed the iron. Mm-hmm. The reason why you needed iron to protect yourself from them is because fairies were a prehistoric race. And during like the Iron Age, those who had iron could defeat their enemies quickly, which is why there are not that many fairies left because humans came in with their like 
modern humans, I should say, came in with their weapons and took over because they only had weapons of like bone, stone, and wood so easily defeated. So if you want to protect yourself against a fairy, get yourself some iron. Hmm. Okay. Yes. And with that, we will wrap up this week's episode of Three Spooked Girls. We hoped you enjoyed our little myth story or a little dive into one of the mythical creatures of the world. Let us know who your favorite fairy is. Let us know on social media. Mm -hmm. Let me know if I should watch the Disney fairy movies. (laughs) I will do that for you guys because I love y'all. And with that, we will see you next time on Thursday for a stabby snippet. Bye. Bye.